Hey, you're listening to the GGC Life Podcast. Weekly messages from our Sunday services. We hope this message encourages you. Be blessed. Oh, what, a, what an amazing morning. Um, yeah, it's so so awesome to speak into our house. And um, yeah, it's awesome to virtually see you guys through Facebook and Zooms and, and, and all these things. So um, my heart this, this morning and, and what I feel really strongly uh, the Lord has placed on my heart is, is just our eyes, is fixating our eyes on, on the one thing that matters. Um, and that man, that, that one thing is a man. And that man is Jesus. So uh, just on the back of Sal's prayer, I also pray this morning that our, our preconceived ideas, our pre-agendas, our, our thoughts, uh, the circumstances that are around us just get removed and erased in Jesus' name. That our eyes are uh, off of everything that's around us and that we're focused on you this morning. And we just seal everything that you're doing we speak it out prophetically that, Lord, that you seal everything that <clears throat> you're doing um, this, this morning. So I'm, I'm so excited. Um, I, I really feel just really strongly on what the, word, on what the Lord is going to be speaking um, on this morning through me. Um, I, I, I want to speak on the Father's only real sermon. And, and his sermon is Jesus. When, when the skies opened up, he said, this is my son who I am well pleased. Jesus said, I only do and say uh, what I see uh, my father doing. And um, Jesus also says, I'm the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the father except through me. Friends, this morning, my one heart, my one conviction, the one thing that I feel so strongly that the spirit of God has placed in my heart is to, to, to shift our hearts and to shift our eyes on the thing that matters most. So I really, really want to encourage you this morning to, to position your hearts, whatever that looks like. If that's laying on the floor and listening, sure. If that's sitting up, if that's standing down, if that's writing notes or not writing notes, I just ask that we position ourselves to allow the Spirit of God to, to minister um, to us this morning. Okay, we good? Awesome. Um, the, the last um, couple of weeks have been... Um, speaking really strongly on unity. And the one person that modeled unity the best is Jesus. He brought Jews and Gentiles together and, and he brought them under his one name and his one covenant. And that's all done through Jesus. So um, I, I had this image. Um, and before I continue to dive in, uh, I had this image of um, like kind of like a prophetic image of um, uh, ducks and, and ducklings and um you know, when, you, when I say ducks and ducklings to you, I'm sure you immediately, you can see it. You can see mother duck and you can see all the little ducklings behind mother duck. And they're all following, they're all following mother duck and um, they're all in a row. And um, I feel really strongly that mother duck in this analogy is Jesus. And we're all these little ducklings. And, and what's happening right now and what, what I find happening in our spheres, whether now or years gone or and years to come, that there's going to be people around us that are throwing bread at us saying, oh, here, here, let me feed you. Let me feed you. And I felt really, really strongly that uh, the Lord's saying, like, just continue to focus on me. Continue to focus on Mother Duck. Because do we not know that, that, that Mother Duck, that Jesus is going to feed us, that he is going to look after us. So I want to encourage you this morning. Let's get our eyes off what's happening around us. 
let's get our eyes off of the situations and the things. Um, some we're, we're so prone to the social media. Get off it. Can I encourage you? This is not even my sermon, but can I encourage you that I like just get off it? If it's a distraction to you and your relationship with the Lord, friends, this is your sign. This is your indicator. Get off the socials. Um, and um, I, I pray that we um, that getting off the socials isn't replaced with anything else. But getting off the socials is replaced by spending time um, with the one that matters most, and that that is Jesus. If Jesus is this direction, but I'm looking at another, I'm surely not beholding him. I'm surely not even with him. I'm surely not hearing his voice, and I'm surely not walking as he walked. My heart this morning, friends, is to point your heart to Jesus, that my heart gets pointed to Jesus, that he may eclipse everything else in your life. Friends, we must keep the main one being Jesus, the main thing. There's no one like him. There is no one like him. He is glorious. He is magnificent. He is all beautiful. He is sovereign. He is the almighty one. He is alpha and omega. He is our advocate. He is our deliverer. He is the mediator for you and I. He is our hope, our redeemer, our savior. He's the author and perfecter of our faith. He is the beloved son of God. He's the son of the most high, and he's also the son of man. There is no one like him. There is no one like him. Our bridegroom, our chief cornerstone, the good shepherd and the great high priest, He's the head of the church, the body. He's also the holy servant. He's a gift. He's the light of the world. And he's also the risen Lord. He's creator. He's the creator overall. He is the word. He is the true vine. He's the prince of peace. He's the gospel, the good news. He's the great I am. He is the king of kings. He is the bread of life, friends. I said he's the gospel. It is the good news. If, if you had to line up a set of preachers and, and say, what's the gospel to you or even believers, I'm, I'm certain that uh, 70, 80% of them will all give you different answers. The reality is that the gospel in its simplest form is a man. And that man is named Jesus. He is the rock of his church. He is both lion and lamb. There is no one like him. He is our beloved Jesus. There is no one like him. He is lion and lamb on the same day. There is absolutely no one like him. There is not a man in this world that is like him. There's not an idol in this world that's like him. Anything that you put in replacement of the Lord is simply a pale attempt to take your attention away from him. He is in all and through all. There is none like him, friends. There is none like him. For those, um, for those that are writing notes this morning, um, you can title this message what you like. My heart through this message is that you go be with Jesus. That you go spend time with him. You spend time with him. He loves us. He wants relationship with us. He's inviting us in. Um, if you guys, if, if, if you're reading with me um, from the word, um, can, I just think, can I just ask that you just turn to Luke 6, 
verse um, verse 43, if you want to do that now um, for me. Thank you, Lord. Luke 6, verse 43. <clears throat> there is no one like you, Lord. We take our eyes off everything that's around us and we focus on you, Jesus. We focus on you. Being with Jesus is really, it's the cement to our foundation. It's the rock to our home. It's, it's the bricks to our wall. It's the roof over our head. Being with him is everything. It is and has to be everything. Not being with Jesus is friends. Not being with Jesus is us building a sandcastle and calling it your home. All right, Luke 6, verse 43. I'm going to read all this scripture. And, and as we, we go through it today, we're going to, we're going to continue to just uh, open it up. All right. For, verse 43. For there is no good tree that bears bad fruit. On the other hand, a, uh, nor on the other hand, a bad tree that bears good fruit. For each tree is known by its fruits. What's fruit, Josiah? The things that we do, the things that we say, who we are, what is coming out of our lives. For people do not gather figs from thorns, nor do they pick grapes from a briar bush. It's not the message I'm going for, but if you're finding, oh, I'm giving out all this fruit and why is no one picking it? People don't go to a, a bush of thorns and to try to pick fruits. Just bear fruit and people will come and, and also uh, and receive from what you are saying. The good person out of the good treasures of his heart brings forth what is good. And the evil person out of the evil treasures brings forth what is evil. For his mouth speaks from which fills his heart. Friends, I said, for your mouth speaks what fills our heart. Verse 46, this is really intense and it, and it convicts me greatly when I, when I hear this. Now, why do you... Josiah, put your name in there. Now, why do you call me Lord, Lord, and do not do what I say? Why do you call me Lord, Lord, and do not do what I say? Verse 47, everyone who comes to me, hears my words and acts on them. I will show you who he is like. And we know this story is of a wise man. He's like a man building a house who dug deep and laid a foundation on the rock and when there was a flood, the river burst against that house and yet it could not shake it because it had been well built. When I think of a deep foundation, I think of when if, you have, if you've ever had to dig a hole or if you're a builder and you build things, you know, if you're digging a hole, it takes time. You don't just build a hole. When you dig deep, it takes time. It takes perseverance. It takes tools. It takes teamwork. It takes having the right resources. But the one who has heard and has not acted accordingly is like a man who built a house on the ground without any foundation. And the river burst against it and immediately it collapsed. And the ruin of that house was great. I'll make one point on that and then we'll, we'll continue on. But I, I think of those with poor foundation and it's like, if your, your house has collapsed, you have to clean up the debris. You, we see earthquakes. We've even had one in Melbourne recently. Um, but you see earthquakes and when, when the earthquakes happen, you have, before you can start building again, you have to clean the debris. You have to clean all the rubble that's there. So my encouragement to you is rather than clean the rubble 
and, and uh, have to start over again. Let's start now and build good foundations. Verse 47, Jesus said, before he said, uh, and he told the parable, he says, he actually gives us the solution to what it looks like to be a wise person. He says, everyone, he says, to be wise is to come to me, to hear my words and to act on them. Jesus actually gives us a solution. If he, Jesus says, if you're calling me, Lord, he gives us, in verse 47, he says, everyone who comes to me, hears my words and acts on, acts on them, he is like a wise man. So point number one, for those that write points, if not, just allow this word to, to pierce in, is draw near. Draw near. Draw near to him. He is so sovereign. He is almighty. He is the God of all. And he wants for you to draw in. He wants, the God of all things, wants relationship with you. Our heart is a reflection of which our foundations are made of. Friends, our heart is a reflection of which our foundations are made of. Our fruit is a reflection of our heart. Our fruit is therefore, get this, our fruit is therefore evidence of which our foundations are made on. <clears throat> Being with him is everything. Our fruit becomes good fruit when we are with him. If you're struggling with idol idols or struggling with the distractions of the world, the different um, things that are happening, the issues of the world, and that's damaging your heart. Friends, this morning, I encourage you, get on your knees before the Lord, not for him to be the solution to your problems, but for you to just come to him, to worship him, to build true foundations, because when the waves and the winds and the storms come, and they will come, when they come, you shall not move. Why? Because your foundations are deep in him. Your foundations are strong in him. And Jesus gives us the, the, the answers. He says, blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. That's in Matthew 5, verse 3. Poor, poor means to lack, to, to not have su a sufficient amount of. I like this definition, to need more of. Blessed is the one that needs more of the spirit. Friends, if you feel like you've heard from the Lord, if you feel like I've had enough or I spend enough time, it's never enough. It's never, ever enough. And he's inviting you for the more. He's inviting you for deeper. Blessed is the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed is the one who desires him, Jesus. Poor in spirit is the hunger of the soul that screams for more. Friends, do you want more of him in your life? Do you want more? Do you, are you, are you stirred to go, I need more of Jesus. I've had enough with everything else. The soul that hungers for more and must be fed or it dies. Friends, I'm inviting you this morning to a relationship with the, with the, with, with God that is in 
and through all in our lives. The soul that hungers for more and must be fed or it dies. They are blessed. Who are in You're blessed if you're in desperation for him. You're blessed if you say, I need more of him. Friends, it also says um, in verse 6 later on, blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they will be satisfied. Friends, the key to being with Jesus is coming to him and drinking. It's drinking. And, and you say, Josiah, all right, I don't know what these uh, terminologies mean. What does that mean to drink? Drinking is to be th have thirst quenched. Right now, I'm thirsty, so I'm going to have a sip. I feel better now. To have your spirit, to be thirsty for the Lord, is to pray without ceasing. Praying without ceasing, it, it can look like you just listening to what he has to say with you uh, and, so, and just have ongoing communication with him. That's what prayer, prayer in the simplest form is communicating with God. Reading his word, worshiping him and forgetting that you are. True worship, friends. If you're like, oh, I try to worship him every day. Friends, worshiping Jesus looks like forgetting that you are. Exalting the name above all things in every part of your life. Worshiping King Jesus, what that looks like is forgetting that you are. If you're at a footy game or, or you, you like to do you like a certain sport and you're excited and to, to the point of like it consumes your whole life, you forget you're even worshiping it. You're jumping up, you're praising, you're, you're over the moon. When we're pouring our heart out to the Lord or we're in praise to him, we're, we must be at a place where we even forget that we are. We're just worshiping King of Kings, Lord, Lord of Lords. We worship you. It is not an act. It is not a, a thing for people to see on the outside. True intimacy looks like with your door closed and it's just you and him. In John 7, uh, 37 to 38. Now on the last day, the great day of the feast, Jesus stood and cried out saying, if anyone is thirsty, let him come to me and drink. Drink. The key is the drinking. The one who believes in me, as the scripture said, from his innermost being, in his innermost being, will flow rivers of living water. Being with Jesus is the fountain of life. If your life lacks life, it's because Jesus is not there. When you drink and when you're filled with the spirit, you will not thirst for the world. The key to strong foundations is being thirsty with him, thirsty for him, to want more of him, to come to the Lord and drink. Being with him, the spirit of God, the river that never runs dry is going to flow through your veins. I believe this morning from today, it is a marking point. It's a point of great shifting. It's a, today is the day. Let today be the day. The key, friends, is being with Jesus. Spend time with him. He's there at the door, knocking. He's knocking. He's there. And, just, and, and you might ask, Josiah, how do I grow in hunger if I'm not hungry? Because I can say to you right now, Josiah, I don't feel hungry. I don't, I don't feel 
I just, I want it. I do want it, but I just don't feel hungry to start drinking. Just start. And your appetite for him and to want to know more will ever grow. Spend time with him. As you spend time with him, your appetite for the world, the things of the flesh diminishes. And your hunger for him actually increases. Start. Start today. When you get off this, this stream, don't let today, don't let the stream be your, your connection with heaven, your, your connection with the Lord and your relationship with Jesus. You close this laptop and you go spend time with him. Today is the day that it replaces the social media. Today is the day that it replaces your games. Today is the day that it replaces your alcoholism, your addictions. Today is the day that it replaces everything that is taking your time away from the Lord, that is taking your eyes off of the Lord. There's a generation that is rising and there is a, there is a people, there is a church that will keep their eyes focused on Jesus no matter the storm that's around them. And when the storm hits, nothing will be shaken. Not one thing will be moved. Friends, this is uh, not even uh, where I was going to fully go with this, but I just wanted to encourage you real quickly. For those that dig deep, if you, um, excuse me, for those um, builders that know, the, uh, if you're building an apartment block and you're going to house 100 people, you have to dig deeper. You have to dig deeper. You have to dig deeper. The deeper you dig, the higher that you can go up. The higher you can go up, the more capacity you can have. Sometimes we have this little sandcastle or we have this little shed and we're trying to throw 100 people into our shed saying, hey, come to me. Let me be of life to you yet your foundations aren't even deep. So my encouragement to you, this is not to convict you or condemn you. So this is not to condemn you, but if it does convict you, awesome. Let the spirit of God convict us and let us come and draw near to him because that's what he wants from us. So how do I grow in hunger if I'm not hungry? Just start drinking, spend time with him. Just start from when your appetite, when you're, when you're feeding off that, your appetite will increase and your appetite for the world and the things of the flesh will decrease. As your eyes are focused on him, the things of the world fall off. And if, not when, if you stumble or if those distractions become a burden and a, and a damage to your life, you thank God for who you are and who you're becoming and not of, of what others identify you as or, or even what you identify you as. And you keep your eyes on the prize that is Jesus. And as your eyes are on him, he speaks better things. He speaks better words. And those better words are transforming words. Those transforming words are ones that bring us into relationship and intimacy with Jesus. You look at the story of the, in John 4, 10, the story of the Samaritan woman at the well. The key is to drink. He said, you'll have living water that you will thirst no more. And it's in the drinking that you will never thirst. It's in the presence you will never be thirsty again. Being with him is worshiping him and forgetting that you are worshiping him. True worship is when you forget that you are. Reading the word with Jesus, being with him 
is then, so when we're with him, we must then stop and listen. So verse 46, Jesus said, those that come to me and hear my voice. So point two is hearing his voice. Psalm 46, uh, 10, stop striving, be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the nations. I will be exalted on the earth. To be still is to stop. To be still is to listen. Listen. Listen to him, friends. Listen. Let's quieten our mouths and let's listen. Let's be close to him. Let's be close in my heart is I need to be close to you, Lord. I need to stop doing all this talking and I just need to hear your heart. The more I'm talking, I'm talking over him for he is always speaking. He's always speaking. And sometimes we're doing the talking and we're actually talking over the Lord, the Lord. In John 10, 27, it says, my sheep listen to my voice and I know them and they follow me. My sheep listen to my voice. It's Jesus's voice. And I know them. He knows you. And then they follow me. Listening increases the knowing and the knowing provokes obedience. Listening increases the knowing and the knowing provokes obedience. Sometimes we're trying to be obedient without even listening. What are we being obedient to? Maybe our own thoughts. Maybe other godly men and women around us, or maybe politicians, or maybe other leaders, maybe our boss, maybe our our family. Listening to the Lord increases in the knowing of his intention and of his and what he wants for us. And that knowing provokes us to be obedient, obedient. So faith, Romans 10, 17. So faith, relationship with the Father, comes from hearing and hearing through the word of Christ. John 8, uh, John 8, 47. Whoever is of God hears the words of God. The reason why you do not hear them is that you are not of God. 2 Timothy 3, 16. So that was Romans, sorry, John 10, 27, Romans 10, 17. John 8, 47, and 2 Timothy 3, 16. All scripture is breathed out by God and profitable for teaching, for reproof, for correction, and for training in righteousness. That's 2 Timothy 3, 16. Hearing his voice is also reading his word. That's what it looks like. That's what it looks like taking heed to the scripture, listening to the Logos, the written word that is made alive. When you listen to the written word, you walk into the Rima word, which is the speaking and spoken word over you. The Logos is the Rima. Logos, if you're saying, Josiah, what does Logos mean? I've, I've, I've just missed what you're saying. Logos is the word of God, principle of divine reason and creative order. The rima literally means an utterance or things said. The things said have been written in this book, this holy, holy book with the most holiest of holiest writers. 
His name is Jesus. He's the holiest of writers. He's the holiest person that's ever lived. The words that we speak confess the foundations we are standing on. Out of the abundance of our hearts, the mouth speaks. It's in Matthew 12, 34 and Luke 6, 45. I'm giving you scriptures this morning to hopefully draw you in to relationship with the Lord, for you to unpack these scriptures for yourself, because I can preach. I'm a son first, but I'm also a preacher. I can preach. But if you don't catch this for yourself, then it's, then it's, it's, and it's all gone. It's for you to catch this for yourself. I can preach to the cows come home, but it's until you take this book, this holy, holy word of God, and you sit down, you close the door in your closet and you spend time with him. That's when it really begins. It is not about speaking what is in your heart. This is a, a, a big point I really felt to make. Friends, I love you. You know I do. You know my heart. But it's not about speaking what is just on your heart because those things that are on your heart, I'm not calling you out, but if the Lord is, then sure. Because what is in your heart could still be bad treasures. We just read that in, in Luke 6, 43 and onwards. Unless your heart is in alignment with his heart and foundation is in him, I'd be weary, friends. Are you even speaking from the same spirit that, that is God's? Or are you speaking from another? Sometimes we feel the Lord on something, but never spend time with him. How do we even know his voice? How do we know it's not our own? If we're reading his word and listening to his heart and we begin to confess with our mouth that word, that of which we confess, we become. His word is as sharp as a double-edged sword. Let it cut you open. Let it cut me open. It hurts sometimes. It does. But he's bringing us into great purity and great righteousness right now. And, and there, there is not an hour to be wasted on everything that's happening around us. The hour is now. The hour is now. I lovingly beg you. I lovingly welcome you in to say, get on your knees before the Lord and hear his voice. His word is as sharp as a double-edged sword. The best parts of the word of God to read is the ones that do hurt and the ones that do make you feel uncomfortable. Let, those, let, that, uh, let that sword just pierce into our hearts. We must become then the written and spoken word. Again, Jesus said, a wise man looks like a man. If you call me Lord, Lord, it is wise then to come to me to hear my voice and then act on them. So point number three this morning is become. Draw near, be with him, hear his voice, and then become. We are actually called to become the word that has been spoken um, over us. We're called to imitate him in James 2, 14 to 26. Faith without works is dead. So we're actually called to look after the, the sick, to look after those poor on the street, the widows. We're called to actually go above and beyond be generous james 1 but be doers of the word and not hearers only deceiving yourselves don't be deceived it does not finish from when you're simply hearing the word 
You can feel righteous thinking, oh, I've just heard from the Lord, but it means nothing if you don't act on it. Doesn't mean nothing, but it is it is meaningless. It, it lacks the weight if you're not going to be obedient to his word. Romans 6, the whole chapter, just read it. And same with Colossians 3. Romans 6, we are dead to sin. Sin should actually not be natural. If something is dead in our lives, it ceases to exist. It ceases to exist. So, friends, the sin that's in your lives, cease to give it attention. The bitterness to your cousin, to your family, to your parents, to your work, uh, to your boss, to your colleagues, people putting pressure on you. Call yourselves dead to sin and alive in righteousness. When we come alive in something, we give it our full attention. It becomes the nature of our being. And it's what we ought to become. God didn't promise us, friends, a good life, a different life. He gave us a brand new one. And the day that you made him Lord over your life, you surrendered your ability to make decisions. You gave it all to him. Our life is not our own. It is his. And we lay it down at his feet. He gave us a new one, not a changed life, not a tweaked life, a new life. Let's reckon ourselves dead to sin. I'm not saying perfection. I'm not saying that we're going to be perfect, but I'm saying we pursue righteousness. We pursue the sonship of God. And when we pursue the sonship of God, our eyes are focused on him and his finished work and not on our issues and not on our problems. We are no longer slaves to sin. In Colossians 3, again, please write this down, read read the whole thing. We that We're dead to sin, alive in Christ. And Paul calls us to keep seeking the things above. How can we seek the things that are above if we're not even with him? Reading the word of God without being with Jesus is simply uh, creating great theology. We must meet Jesus when we're reading the word. It is in the seeking we become. Again, in Luke 6, 43, just a reminder, our heart is a reflection of which our foundations are on and our actions are an indicator of what we're pursuing. I said our actions, what we're doing is an indicator for what we're pursuing in our lives. Let everyone around you say, I know that man. I know Josiah. He's, he's a man of God. And everything that he does is to pursue Jesus. And he thinks of Jesus. And he lives Jesus. And, 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 and that's the end of the story. And let that be our lives. Let that be our testimony to everyone that's around us. Friends, being with Jesus is wisdom. Being with him is everything. If you're saying, Josiah, I want my foundations to be strong. I want to have a skyscraper. I want people to come in. Let's put our agendas because we want these. I want people. I want this to happen. Let's put that aside. Let's put our thoughts aside and go on our knees and go, Lord, what do you want me to do, beloved king? I follow you. I worship you. My eyes are fixed on you. Our eyes are fixed. Just close your eyes with me if you can this morning close our eyes lord we love you i just want to reiterate being with jesus is the cement to our foundation it's the rock to your home it's the bricks to the walls it's the roof over your head 
That's what being with Jesus is. If you lack that roof, if you lack that protection and things are falling on you, go and be with him. Not being with Jesus is you building a sandcastle and calling it your home. Let's pray and then I'm going to give you four four pointers just for what I want to encourage you guys to do after this. Lord, we love you. We bow our hearts before you. We surrender our thoughts. We surrender our ambitions. We, We ask you, Holy Spirit, to come and convict us that this word is a piercing word, but it's a word that in season that you've called us to live out to walk in, Lord. We want our eyes and hearts to be focused on you, King Jesus, Lord of Lord. Our eyes must be focused on you and we surrender everything else. We surrender everything else. If you feel comfortable, in fact, no, it doesn't matter about your comfortability. I love you, but get on your knees right now and and just, you're in your own home. Just get on your knees and ask the Lord. If you can, get on your knees and say, Lord, I give it all back to you. I'm sorry for taking control. I'm sorry for trying to hold the wheel in this season or in this time or in my life, in my workplace with my family. I'm sorry for trying to hold the wheel. Jesus, you take the wheel. You take the direction in my life. You take everything that you've called me to walk in, Lord. I ask for your Holy Spirit to come to convict me of sin and judgment and righteousness, Lord, that I may come and walk in alignment with your kingdom, Lord, and your calling over my life, not for my benefit's sake, but for your kingdom come. For your kingdom come. And just say this, Jesus, I love you. I surrender my heart to you. I ask for your Holy Spirit to come and transform me and to, and to, and to, to bring out everything that you want to bring out of me, Lord. I give everything to you, Jesus. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Four points. And then we'll close this. Friends, I want to encourage you to, one, pray every single day. That's what it is to drink. Pray every single day. That's communication with the Lord. Two, read your Bible every single day. We don't have the time where it's like, oh, if you can read today, that's good. No, friends, let's read every single day. Three, worship Him every single day. True worship is when you forget that you are. And four, if you're not plugged into us as a local church and you're not in our local area, that's cool. Find a local church. Please feel free to reach out to us and we can help look in your area for a local church and get you plugged in and allow, have a surrendered heart and allow godly men and women to speak into your life. I love you. I hope and I pray that this blesses you. And I'm looking forward to seeing the great fruit in this season. Let's let's allow Holy Spirit to convict us and let's walk in all that Jesus has called us to walk in. Bless you guys. You've been listening to the GGC Life Podcast. We hope this message has encouraged you. For more, please visit our website, ggclife.com or email us, ggclife at ggclife.com. From our house to yours, be blessed.